If you've experienced the cycle of toxic relationships and you're sick and tired of feeling stuck, sad, and lonely, now is the time to heal and create your best life. In this podcast, you'll hear world-class toxic relationship recovery expert Stephanie McPhail sharing the support, guidance, and tools you need so you can be truly happy whether you're single or in a relationship. She is the real deal. I should know, she's my wife. Here's your host, Stephanie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Toxic Love Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie McPhail. I am excited to be able to have David on with me tonight. So, you know, we were, the topic of dysfunctional families is a conversation that comes up all the time. Um, it's, it's something that I've seen with clients when we're getting to know each other and, and they start sharing stories about, you know, what they have experienced themselves and also what their significant others have experienced. And I found kind of a theme. So I think the first question that I want to ask is, you know, is, you know, a lot of people will come from unhealthy families. So I want to hear from you. Have you heard how dysfunctional your partner's childhood was? Um, that was me. I used to hear that all the time. That was their excuse for all of their bad behavior. It was always, well, because my parents were screwed up and you don't even know what I've experienced. You don't know what I've seen. You know, those were things that I heard all of the time when I was in a dysfunctional, unhealthy relationship. So, and then the next thing is, um, do they use their history to justify how they treat you, that they treat you badly? Did they give that as their reason? So yes or no, you know, just type in yes, if they did or not sure, maybe you're not even sure if they actually use that as their excuse. Sometimes we are gaslighted so much. We don't even know what is the, like, what are they saying? What are they doing by telling Wish you these stories? Up. Yeah. So the first question is, well, I guess not the first question because I've asked a few already, but the, the question for you is who here has experienced themselves childhood trauma? So we're not even talking about the other person. We're talking about yourself. You have experienced childhood trauma. If you are alive, you've experienced trauma. Every single one of us, every single one of us have experienced some type of trauma. Yeah, that's probably true. Why the heck else would you be here? Yeah, I mean, and, and not and literally... Anyone, everyone. And what we do a lot of times is we compare one person's trauma versus another person's trauma. My trauma is not as bad as this other person's or wow, that person's trauma is way worse than mine. So we have all experienced some form of trauma. Trauma can show up in a lot of different ways. Um, and it, it really, it, it depends. So for each person that has experienced trauma, which again, all of us have, it might show up in different ways. So it can show up internally. And how it shows up internally would be like anxiety, depression, PTSD, um, what else? Anxiety disorders, panic disorders, um, thoughts of suicide, things like that. And it can show up outwardly by aggression, um, you know, issues in school, uh, you know, different different issues going on, and it like anger, physical physical aggression, things like that. Relationships falling apart. Relationships falling apart. Well, that anger, that aggression is going to be a huge part of it. So, you know, it it can definitely have another another side effect. So, and it could be a combination of things where some people are feeling all that anxiety and stress and depression and all of that, and they're also exhibiting their trauma by being overly aggressive. Um, and being physically aggressive. So it could be a combination of those things. I know, you know, oh, and another thing too is um, psychosomatic disorders. So you might notice that you or someone you know might have some issues that they go to the doctor for and the doctor's like, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with you. 
I don't know what's wrong with you. And you're like, yeah, but I have this really terrible pain in my back. I can't really figure out what it is. And they're like, well, we can do surgery, but we don't really see anything. You know, we, we don't really know. It's called, that's psychosomatic. So it's where your brain actually tells your body that it's in pain. So, you know, it's interesting because I have like my mom growing up and actually much more so now that you've, you've experienced her now is she is a narcissist and has borderline personality disorder. Um, this is not official diagnosis, but from my therapy and my best friend's a psychologist or psychiatrist. Um, so she has given that diagnosis, but she shows all of those symptoms of those two disorders. And my mom has had, I don't know, I think 12 or 13 surgeries. And every time she goes to the doctor, the doctor says, yeah, well, we're not really sure what's wrong with you. We can give you surgery. We can do these things. She's got, um, she's got arthritis really badly, but she's also, but she just has all of these, like you name it, she probably can say that she has it. So what happened is, is that for her, her trauma that she experienced as a child from my grandfather, who was physically abusive and emotionally abusive to my grandmother and to his, his children, my mom and her sisters, that was in her body and stayed in there. So that trauma started to come up and has come up in her own borderline personality disorder and her physical ailments. So, you know, for everybody that has had trauma, they could possibly experience that in a different way. So the next question to ask is, you know, is your, is your terrible past your ID card? Who are you? And this is the question that I'm asking you right now. Who are you without the trauma? When you take away that traumatic event or the, the you know, trauma over years, whatever you've experienced, who are you when you take away that trauma? We were just watching a comedian yesterday. What is his name? Uh, what, Joe List? Yeah, Joe List. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. And he was saying, like, he, he has OCD. He's diagnosed with OCD. And he was saying, he's like, when someone goes to the bathroom and they say, I have to wash my hands, um, I'm OCD. He said that kind of doesn't really make a lot of sense because if you said like, hey, you know, if you had an STD, you would say I STD. You, you, you have an STD, but you're not you're not an STD. You're not the trauma. The, the point is, right, that people use their past history and their pain as their calling card. It's kind of like you, you probably had the experience. You meet someone and within five minutes, you know, all their problems mm -hmm. and we can get into, you know, the reasons why. But, you know, clearly people haven't. Um, learn to think beyond that. And I think that's really the core, the core message. Yeah. So you don't have to continue the same behavior that you learned and experienced. So I, I want you to now, cause so we always really focus on your healing. You know, we don't really want to focus as much on what the other person is dealing with because we can only affect ourselves. Sure. But excuse me, the, the thing that I want you to keep in mind is that not everyone who's had abuse as a child or who has had trauma as a child is abusive. We know that they're not, they're not, not every people. Are there people who were abused as children that are abusive? Heck yeah. But that does not give them carte blanche to be abusive to other people. In fact, the more we allow them to be abusive to us, the more we are giving them the, you know, the opportunity to keep being abusive and to not take responsibility for themselves. It's enabling. It's enabling. The more we allow, we enable it, 
the more it is going to happen. So what a lot of us do, and we've talk, talked about this before, they use this as a gaslighting tactic. Because what a lot of us do is, is we, we do the research, right? We research all of the reasons why they, they did these things, why are they behaving this way, what's going on for them, and we, we research it all. We become experts in narcissism and borderline personality and sociopath and psychopath and all these different disorders. We become experts in all those things, trying to figure out why they're doing all the things that they're doing. But it really comes back to, again, we do not need to allow them to continue doing it because all we're doing is making them continue to blame someone else for all of their bad behavior. They can turn around and say, well, I'm abusive because my father was abusive, because my mother wasn't around for me, because I, you know, my parents gave me up for adoption, because you know, my father, someone was an alcoholic, whatever it was, we can keep saying all of those things and go backwards, or we can allow ourselves to take responsibility for our behavior and our healing. And yeah. that's something that's really important to be able to do because we get so attached to that trauma that we don't know who we are without it. Well, for me, it's a fundamental question of whether you're going to live your life consciously or not. Mm -hmm. When you're just replaying these old patterns and these generational cycles, you're, you're just an echo of, of someone else. You know, they have the expression that apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Well, I think part of healing and becoming aware of these patterns is becoming empowered to break the cycles uh, because otherwise you know not only is your life going to continue in the same direction you know if you have kids and really anyone who uh, you have the opportunity to bear a strong influence on are going to be affected negatively by those patterns until you rise above it until you learn to break the patterns we cannot help the experience that we had as children we can't go backwards you know, I, I very much wish that I could. I wish I could go back and change some of the things that I didn't like and make it into the better parts and only have those good memories. I mean, that would be, that would be wonderful, but we can't. And, but what we can do after we leave our parents' house and we are adults and we are doing things on our own, we can start doing the work that we need to do to start healing ourselves. And, you know, what the, the thing is, is that what we do a lot of work with is that, that inner child work. And the reason for that is because we can have our adult brain might give all of the reasons why we are doing the things that we're doing. Like we could, we could give like, so we understand I, and rationalize the and rationalizing. Yeah. Why. I mean, I had a current client where she was adopted and she said, well, I, I know why I was adopted. My mom was an alcoholic. My dad was, a, you know, addicted to drugs and, you know, they couldn't afford to take care of me. She wanted better for me. So my mom gave me up for adoption. I had a, a wonderful family and, and all of that. So there's, there's all of, all of that rational brain, the adult brain was able to explain all of those things, but the child brain still felt abandoned. I'm abandoned. I wasn't loved. My parents didn't care about me enough to take care of themselves, to stop the addiction, to stop their bad behavior and put me first. And if I can layer onto that, let's just clarify when we're talking about adult versus child brain, it's really about conscious versus unconscious or subconscious. Mm -hmm. When we're young, generally from birth till age five, six or seven, that's when we get programmed. And those are you know the very impressionable years. The reality is your conscious mind, the one that's read the self-help books, it's been to therapy, can understand the concepts, but the habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are still being driven by the subconscious, which is that wounded child that hasn't yet been healed. The good news, and we're going to get to that in a little bit, right, is, um, is that you can heal that, end these cycles, and remove yourself from you know, these types of relationships and, and really just have a lot more, a lot more good stuff. 
Yeah, and and so, and I and I want to jump into that because David's the expert in in helping to heal those sabotaging negative, un, you know, unconscious beliefs. But you know, I think that something that's important to to realize is that right now, because we have all experienced trauma, we've all had those, you know. And again, we're not comparing traumas. We've all had traumatic events in our lives, but and again, and all of us will react differently to them. That's that's true. But now, as a child. If you believe that you were not good enough, if you feel abandoned, now your adult life is going to see all new abandonments as the rehash of that abandonment as a child. It's reinforcing. It reinforces. Self-reinforcing. So now all of a sudden, so like someone, even that they might be a friend of ours, they might be someone that, that cares about us and they, you know, they make a mistake and they didn't. You know, they didn't call us, they, they double booked themselves and they didn't show up to an appointment with you or, you know, something like that. Or you missed a, an email that someone sent to you and you weren't able to, to read it. You know, the person who's got the abandonment issues, they're going to be like, see, no one ever remembers me. And it goes right into the child mode, into that automatic subconscious of I don't matter, I'm not important. And then we start telling ourselves all of these stories and just reinforces that negative subconscious belief. So healing those childhood traumas are really important. And it does not give us a, an excuse or a reason to continue behaving this way, but it does give us a moment to pause when we are behaving in certain ways and say, is this what I want to do? Is this the reaction that I want? You know, the, the thinking about what we think, the metacognition, the thinking about it, noticing our reaction and then deciding, do I want to keep living this way? Is this what I want for myself? And so I think that, you know, for, for David, you know, one of the things that people ask all the time is like, well, then how do I turn the page on this childhood trauma? And again, we focus on you. So it's not okay for that person that you're with to keep being abusive towards you and then blame it and say that it's your fault. But it is your responsibility to make a good decision for you because they're, they're again, they're two sides of the same coin. They're both coming from childhood trauma. But your responsibility is to work on you and their responsibility is to work on them. If you keep allowing them to treat you like shit because of their crappy childhood, they're going to keep treating you like shit. And yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's true. So go, go ahead. Tell us how to fix this, David. You are the, you are the resident expert in this. Well, look, you know, for, for me, it really just comes down to a few simple distinctions and, and really the essence of what we're talking about, whether you talk about childlike behavior and, you know, placing blame for your behavior on on certain things whatever ultimately like you said we're, we're talking about working on ourselves all right and and if this is you if your past history whether it's childhood trauma the way you were raised uh, the way you were abused in a past relationship uh you know things that were out of your control that that impacted you negatively it, it's all it all amounts to the same thing right your your present life your current awareness is not where you want it to be it's the bottom line as a result of the programming that comes from this past trauma, you continue to play out these programs when your conscious mind, though it may know better, mm -hmm. gets distracted. That's the way the mind works. The subconscious is running the show. You know, it's shown that we have between 50 and 70,000 thoughts on a daily basis and 95 to 99% of those are the same thoughts we had the day before. We talk about it all the time, right? Mm -hmm. How often at the end of the day do you look back and be like, where the heck did the time go? Because you're just kind of going through the motions. For me, the essence of this whole understanding is that if we're going to change our lives, we need to get out of autopilot. 
not, and it's not just that because let's not pretend that we can all be like present moment focused, blissed out, you know, enlightened gurus well, and all that's the not time. Real. Yeah, but, and there's and there's a and there's a practical reason for the subconscious, that original brain, right? We're unique in a lot of ways among the animals in that we have a conscious brain, and and we have uh, we have an awareness, right? Now, again, what Steph was talking about is becoming aware of what we think about on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Most of our thoughts on a daily basis are unconscious. It's not until we begin this healing process and start to be open to kind of cracking that nut and examining ourselves and being honest with what we find mm-hmm. that we begin to uncover all these patterns that have been going on in the background. So at the end of the day, if your life is going to change and the, the engine of this train has got screwed up like coordinates, you, you got you to gotta change. We've got to change at the subconscious level mm-hmm. because that's what directs our 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 perceptions, right? How we perceive ourselves in the world, our, our habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, which ultimately determine our outcomes, which then, you know, uh, engender an emotional response, which repeats the cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, the whole key, and what I love about, you know, my kind of angle on this is that it's really just about getting the, the information and the tools on how to access the subconscious programming and replace what was programmed in there, all those fucked up things from your childhood, which, uh, yeah, you, you know, th- you couldn't pick that, right? We get that. But as an adult, you have the opportunity and, and ultimately, once you know this, the responsibility for yourself and your greater happiness, for your loved ones, for ever, everyone to make these changes. So when you have the tools to access the subconscious, engage the mechanics of how these programs get recorded it, it's literally no more difficult than rewriting a, a Word document. And I, I kind of use this analogy with our inner circle members a lot because we might have thought like, oh, hey, my childhood for like decades, I've been screwed up because of that. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. This is just the way I am. I and just said that today, yeah. That's kind of the client. theme of what we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? But the reality is it doesn't matter how long you've been screwed up or how you got that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, speaking frankly. Well, and someone is, said ancestral healing. I mean, that's, it doesn't well, matter. Look, that's, how... And that's, that's fascinating because, you know, I, I want to get too deep into this, but I believe that we can really start to have uh, an impact on a, on a higher level when we're doing this work. And yeah, ancestral healing. I mean, if you look practically speaking at how these behaviors are handed down, Right. We're all just taught, you know, basically acting out what we were taught, presuming that it was the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right? We think that our reality is true. And by the way, for the most part, it's not mm-hmm. heads up. Sorry about that. But it's mostly like what you've been told. All right. But the, the, the powerful thing here is that we have the ability and we do this with our inner circle clients. This is this is my angle. This is my passion mm-hmm. is we can begin to look at these things. Start to, you know, roll up our sleeves and take a look at the things that have been playing in the background, okay? And it's not about judgment. It's just about greater self-awareness. We then get clear on what it is that we really want instead and basically reverse engineer the life experience that we want. Begin to discover the, the mindset of a person that has the peace of mind that you want, that has the, this robust self-esteem and calm, peaceful confidence, the clarity and focus to... Deal with all the crap you got to deal with efficiently, move on to better things. You know, the, the person who has the ability to shrug off stress a lot more easily and not go into these cycles and, and you know, really create the life you want. And we, we install the, the, essentially the programs, new programs, re-recording, editing what's in there in the subconscious so that it is more 
life-affirming messages, right? If as a kid, a kid you were given more of the I can't or you can't messages, well, you're going to have a distinctly different life experience as a result of this cycle compared to somebody who was told that you're amazing, you can accomplish anything, right? And that's pretty easy to understand on a, on a surface level when we look at it. What does this mean practically? You want to change your life? Look, you can be nostalgic at the, about the past and you can try to comfort yourself by saying, oh, well, I, of course, it's understandable that I'm so screwed up because like, oh, it was so tough and anyone else going through that, well, they went, look, it's, you can yeah. make excuses yeah. or you can make progress. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's a simple fact, but you can't do both, okay? The reason and we... so many of us give excuses to our partners for their bad behavior because we're nice people. Uh, we want to let them go. But like I, I had someone I was on the phone with not long ago and she was like, oh, well, you know, he, he got mad at me and he pulled my hair. She's like, but he was, he was really upset and he's had bad experiences in his life. Look. And I said, but do you pull people's hair when you're mad? Like, I don't care. Like, what... Look, look, look. <laughs> look, that's true. And, and we can speak to the piece about not enabling or excusing other people's bad behavior. But what we tolerate and what we accept is also a function of our subconscious beliefs. Yes. So again, we got to turn the focus to ourselves mm -hmm. where we can actually get traction and make a difference. And yes, it is true, in my experience, when you change yourself and change the way you look at things, those things start to change. You become a healthier person. You learn how to think better. You fix the broken parts mm -hmm. and begin to transform your life. The other people that used to play a role that was compatible with the old you, their roles are gonna are gonna shift and change, whether they wanted to or not. And it's not about changing yourself for the sake of other people changing. Ultimately, you're the captain of your ship. Where are you gonna go? Okay. Part of what we try to do in this group and in these talks is inspire you. Okay, because you can get all the knowledge. A lot of you are really smart. You've done the research. You've been around the block a few times. Mm -hmm. You know, you can probably teach us, certainly me, a few things about relationships. I mean, the, the reality is that, that if you're not where you want to be, it helps to, to understand that what's been dictating your life experience is largely the subconscious programs. Mm -hmm. Okay? You can make the choice to say, oh, it's more comfortable to sleepwalk through life. Let me ignore this stuff. And... Realistically, down the road, you're going to wind up on your deathbed full of regret. Because we're blaming others look, look, all look. the time. It's not... It, it, again, it's a choice. And it's a choice that we all have to make. I'm guilty. I've spent a lot of my life focusing on how to not focus. It, it, it was just my reality. The distractions, the, the, the behaviors, and, 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 the, and the habits. It was all about the habits, right? Um, but once you realize how powerful you really are, and that it's not... A lengthy or necessarily difficult or overly painful process to change now we're here to empower you so you know for all of you who are like oh my gosh if I just wish that my significant other could listen to you guys I just want to share their information Stop it. don't do that stop it <laughs> don't do that we're here for you we want you to live your best life we want you to be happy we want you to step into the powerful person that is there. And you might not even know, sorry, hon, but you might right. not even realize who you really well, are, that's, what you're capable of. Most and of us don't because we're in survival me, mode. We're in survival mode. And when we get out of survival mode into thriving mode, we completely change. Your eyes open. Mm -hmm. Your eyes begin to open. Mm -hmm. And and look, again, you know, we've all 
got different dreams and, and goals and stuff like that. Well, and some people don't know what their goals are because well, they've been in survival mode. So they're like, who am I? Gotta, I don't know who I am. Who am I without change, the trauma? I don't know. We've got to change our environment. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what influence have you been under? Your friends, your family members. How often are people saying the same crap? Mm -hmm. How often are you saying the same crap to yourself? So on that note, thank you everybody for tuning in. It was great hanging out with all of you as always. And never forget, you are way stronger than you realize. See you next episode. Bye, everybody. So that's it for today's episode of Toxic Love Podcast. Head on over to iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your shows. One lucky listener every single week who subscribes and posts a review on iTunes will be entered for a chance to win the grand prize VIP drawing with Stephanie McPhail herself. Be sure to head on over to ToxicLovePodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Stephanie's gift. And join us next time.